Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to Gary Talks 2, the uh, podcast that only the most intelligent, hardworking, and attractive people listen to. Today, I'm going back to the antebellum years to show how they still cast a shadow or a pall, depending on your point of view, on our times now. And boy, what times these are. Woof. Today, it was announced that Dirty Donnie was handed a fourth indictment with 41 counts in it. And he is still the Republican front runner going away, hands down. Any expression you want to use? Well, if you have an opinion on this and want to share it, stick around and I'll tell you how you uh, may do just that very thing later on. Right now, it's time to head out for our next stop. There was a, an excellent article in the Washington Post not too, uh, not too long ago entitled, If You Think Politics Is Ugly Now. So I think it's worth taking a minute to once again study the parallels here between our past and our present. Lincoln uh, is generally regarded by most as one of the, if not the, best president we ever had. Here are some of the, uh, the things he was called during his time. For instance, during his reelection campaign in 1864, he was called a, quote, filthy storyteller. A sampling of other sobriquets would include ignoramus Abe, despot, liar, thief, braggart, buffoon, usurper, monster, old scoundrel, tyrant, fiend, and last but not least, butcher. And uh, just on a side note here, I'm not sure I personally, I don't think I can handle being called a usurper. I mean, ouch. Anyway, um, what's interesting is all of this ugliness uh, was in the northern press, not the south. As you can imagine, the south had a whole nother language to use when discussing old Abe. A whole nother way. One of the most infamous events to ever happen at the Capitol, before January 6th, of course, was the caning of uh, Charles Sumner by some ass-biter from South Carolina named Preston Brooks. Brooks played a representative from his state, Sumner, a senator from his. Sumner's views on slavery were very well known, and he was hated viciously by Southerners. So on May 27, 1856, the good senator made a, a speech castigating the slave states, and most especially those in the room who supported and protected it. Well, that was apparently too much for old Brooks, so he took his heavy walking stick, which is a fashionable accessory most people carried, and attacked Senator Sumner as he sat at his desk and beat him into unconsciousness. Sumner was uh, critically injured, and was only able to appear in the Senate sporadically for the next three years. He recovered, though, and after that, he was uh, even more determined than ever to stamp out the evil in the South, and he became an even more fierce proponent of abolition. 
he worked tirelessly inside the Lincoln administration to bring it about, the end of slavery. He really was a very interesting man and, and deserves to be remembered, so I hope you'll pull up that uh, article, do a, little, do a little reading on him. So, so where did all this ugliness come from? And can anyone see any parallels between then and now? Okay, I am back. So I left the question of where did all this ugliness come from open. So let's take a look at that, shall we? I may uh, pontificate a tad again, so please bear with me. I think the, the roots of the ugliness in our political system are easy to trace. They go back to our very first election for president, the one between Adams and Jefferson. Remember, uh, Washington was anointed president, and the first contest was between Adams and Jefferson. And that's when true partisanship started in our politics. The charges and countercharges that flew between these two former friends and their respective followers actually uh, tend to make this upcoming election uh, seem tame by comparison. I know, I know, that sounds weird with the great pumpkin involved and all, but it's, it's pretty much the case. And remember this, back then, in their infinite wisdom, the founders set it up so that whoever came in second would become the vice president. <laughs> Can you imagine that in today's world? Wow. So, uh, so Jefferson became vice president and set about undermining Adams, a man who he had been fast, fast friends with for years and years. The divide in their friendship and the divide in the country deepened after that, and Jefferson became the president, as you can imagine. Uh, side note, though, uh, ironically, they both died on the same day, and uh, when Jefferson died, he, he said, well, at least my friend John Adams is still alive, and he died, and when uh, John Adams died, within hours, said, well, Jefferson lives still. I think that's kind of spooky. And it was on a July 4th, so I think that's even cooler. But anyway, side note, a little historical fact there for you. But anyway, I think, I think uh, all of this is just describing what's on the surface, if you ask me. There was then, and there most certainly is now, a deep-seated desire in quite a lot of people apparently, uh, to control others to varying degrees. And I think the best way to do that, in my opinion, is, is to find a few like-minded people and go at it. You know, any attack is fair because your motives are pure. I mean, that should be obvious to all. Hey, my motives are pure, but uh, if you don't agree, we'll just crush you for sport. And that's how too many minds work today. Today we see grown-ups grown-ups, adults, working people, taxpayers, moms and dads, pledging their allegiance to a person, a person, not an idea or a concept, not a belief in, in freedom or a belief in improving the world around us all, 
uh, not to the country they call their own and want to kick people out of. The the founders never contemplated a person such as Dirty Donald. If they had, uh, we most certainly wouldn't be in the mess we're in today. And that is a fact. Here's another interesting little factoid for you. One of the most partisan voices of the day was, uh, was one Patrick Henry, well known for his fiery oratory and ability to work the room, as it were. He was also a major league pain in the ass, and most people don't know that about him. He was a devout contrarian. He was against everything, and a borderline anarchist, in my humble opinion. If social media had existed back then, he would have been the Dirty Donnie of old. And as soon as the Brits were gone and the war was won, he turned his bile on the new government and everyone in it. He liked to make a lot of noise, very much like uh, someone that we know today. Okay, okay, that's enough about the past for this episode. Let's uh, let's get back to the present, since there's uh, some good stuff going on. Let's get back to the present with uh, wait for it. Wait for it. It's time for the political rant. Yay! Okay, okay, all right. Settle down, settle down. I'll have to clear the studio. Actually, I'm not in the studio. I'm uh, in a hotel room in Jacksonville, but that's another story. Down here in DeSantisstan, looking for a uh, a drag bar with Rhonda Santis in it, but I haven't found one yet. Anyway, back to the rant. I know I've said that I will truly endeavor to stay away from any and all low-hanging fruit, but I really do have to talk about today's newest indictment against a person who is our greatest shame as a nation after slavery. I mentioned in the last episode that no one should be taking pleasure in any of this. It is indeed a very sad chapter for America, for us, spelled U.S., that a person like that could wreak the havoc he has on our life, our culture, our way of life and living. He has done irreparable harm to many, killed many thousands for political gain during COVID, and now in the dock for being a dick. It is a good thing. It is a very good thing, actually. It is a good thing that we are showing the world we are a strong nation of laws and rules, that we are holding important people accountable. And uh, most importantly, I think that nobody else better try any of this crap in the future. You hear me, Junior? So uh, let's see. We are now up to four, count them, four indictments totaling. Who knows how many charges? I've I've lost count, to be honest. And found liable for rape. For rape. And found to have cheated on his taxes and fine. And had his charity foundation closed down with the restriction that neither he nor anyone named Trump could ever, ever run a charity again. And he's facing more liable and slander suits. 
I mean, the man is simply filth, a huge orange slime that will leave a nasty streak on the window of America for a long, long time to come. And people love him. Why? Um, but from what I've seen, most people answer with moronic platitudes like, he says it like it is, or, or he's one of us, or my favorite, he gets us, and similar bullshit. I just stare at people like that. What do you do? He lives in luxury, pays no taxes and very few bills. He looks down on the, and this is a quote from Trump himself, despicable people, end quote, who vote for him. So why do they love him so? He doesn't love them. What, what has enfeebled them to the point where the obvious becomes invisible? When blatant and obvious lies become scripture. When science and teachers are your enemies. What has happened to these people to instill such fear and abject hatred into them? Man, I wish we could uh, come up with a vaccine for that then they probably wouldn't take it. Even his primary opponents are terrified of him and won't call him out for anything ever. The uh, ever-expanding Chris Christie likes to say he's not afraid, but he is as well. An axiom in politics, a basic, uh, basic thought about it, says that if you want to beat the man, you have to take the man down not wash his car for him, or in the case of Miss Lindsay, carry his golf bag and giggle at his jokes. So I would like to think that these latest in a growing line of indictments and other problems might, might sway a few people, open a few eyes, as it were. But in truth, I, I don't think that will happen. I would like to think it would happen, but I think in my heart of hearts, I, I don't think it will. Positions will harden, divisions will widen, and yes, people are going to die, keep dying, as it turns out, for these lies. That is also a fact. Don't get me wrong. I want all of this to proceed at all possible speed. He and his enablers, his America-hating MAGA-Nazi enablers, are looking now at the very real possibility of jail time, and take it from me, it ain't no fun cooling your heels in the cooler. No, their world is about to come crashing down all around them. I'm very worried about who else will be hurt by that. But this is a good thing that's happening. A very good thing. Well, you've, uh, you've done it again. You wasted another perfectly good 22 and a half minutes or so with me. And uh, I truly cannot thank you enough for that lapse of judgment there. Thank you very much. I appreciate the time. If you'd like to join me here, or if you just want me to read an opinion uh, that you offer on the air, either attributed or not, uh, just send me an E to the podcast at gvbrights.com. And you can also reach me at gary at gvbrights.com. That's my personal email. Or just stop by the site at 
www, you guessed it, gvbrights.com. And you can send me a note on the Contact Me page. I've been making some changes to the site, so I'd encourage you to stop by and take a look around. There you will find uh, such things as reviews and much more about each of my books. The uh, two volumes of Journey, the story of an American family that uh, a lot of this podcast brings up. Uh, both volumes, as I said, as well as Driving in Budapest, which was uh, awarded the sobriquet of one of the best books of the year by the uh, cranky old Kirkus Reviews. You can also listen to any episode of the podcast without downloading it on the podcast page. So there you go. And I also have a new page in there for my newest book, Descent, an aviation-based crime thriller that is based on, on more than a few true stories. The opening scene, for instance, is straight out of my logbook and was a flight that I remember very, very well and think of often. If you love airplanes like I do, you will love the airplanes on the site, the pictures of them. So why are there airplanes on my site? <laughs> I love airplanes, and it's my website. So I'll be changing them out time to time, so come back and check it out. So I guess that's it for number nine here, episode nine being recorded at a hotel in Jacksonville. I'm going to go out and see if I can find some conch fritters for lunch now. So Let me uh, hear from you, please. I love to hear from people. And feel free to join in the discussions here. All i got to do is uh, contact me through the emails. All are welcome, except MAGA Nazis, of course, but that really goes without saying, doesn't it? So... Once again, it's time for me to ride off into the sunset, look back over my shoulder and say, adios, amigos.